Welcome to an audio newspaper full of very serious, very real stories that the world needs to hear. More listening and less reading than a newspaper, but equally as sexy. This is Paper News Out Loud. Hello and good evening. I'm your host, Diane Weathersby. Hello and good morning. I am your co-host, Florence Strumsby. Thank you for listening to Paper News Out Loud. So, Diane, crazy story. The other night I was watching Netflix like I do pretty regularly, and some sort of spirit came in through the void hole in my kitchen closet and transformed me into a bowl of cereal for several hours. I was a bowl of cereal, not the wow. transformation was it was the transformation was instant. I was a bowl of cereal for several hours. Um but on an upside, I was able to continue to watch Netflix the whole time. It turned you into a bowl of cereal? A bowl of cereal? I got better. Okay. I'd like to think that if a spirit came in and turned me into cereal, I'd be Cocoa Puffs. That's partially because I think they are delicious, and also because BuzzFeed informed me that that's the kind of cereal I would be best at being. They also said I'm the life of the party, and everyone wishes they could be me. So I'm taking the results to heart. <laughs> Seems accurate. I'm happy a BuzzFeed quiz is boosting your ego here. <laughs> but what doesn't? <laughs> Well, Diane, you may not know this, but Cocoa Puffs are actually the favorite snack of lizards. Get um, out. I know, right? Which is a great segue into our headline. <laughs> okay, so what if I told you that we actually don't control the planet we live on? Oh, yeah, I believe it. <laughs> uh, okay, so that wasn't the response I wanted, so I'm just going to keep going. I'll let, I'll let you continue your argument. I mean, no, I don't believe that at all, uh, Florence. Why don't we control it, you ask? Well, Diane, it's because an entire race of humanoid shape-shifting, shape well-camouflaged lizard people are doing all the controlling for us. Huh. This is the truth that former BBC sports reporter David Icke, David Icky, David Icky? I go with Icky. Icky? Can I just call him good old Dave? Yeah. <laughs> that good old Dave has been um, writing about since the late 1990s. So pretty much the premise of this conspiracy is pretty simple. Um, all the bad and evil things that happen in the world are not the doings of humans. Oh, shoot. That takes, like, a load <laughs> off my back. I know. <laughs> not guilty conscience. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> um, but instead, they're the, the doings of evil, um, of evil reptiles who have one agenda, to enslave the whole human race. Oh, makes mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. Some famous examples he offered were Queen Elizabeth and Bob Hope, um, amongst other of our favorite celebrities. So, um, to good old Dave, Betty White is probably a reptilian um, imposter. That makes a surprising amount of sense, yes. <laughs> it's because she's so evil. Yes, <laughs> as we've seen. <laughs> she traded her soul for comedy, and then by doing that she became a reptilian overlord. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, you do what you gotta do. I hear the business is just <laughs> tough. <laughs> um, well, this may or may not be true, because who's to know what's beneath the skin of our neighbors and friends and favorite TV celebrities? Um, I personally like to have a Boy Scout mindset of always be prepared. So I'm going to give you some tips to help identify which humans um, you interact with on a daily basis aren't exactly what they seem. So if you want to write this down and maybe make some flashcards to study later, I would recommend doing that. It's very important. Mm -hmm. This is, yeah, this will help you in your day-to-day <laughs> -day life. This could save your life. Okay, number one, are they always cold? Our reptile enemies are cold-blooded, which means that they don't have um, the same warmth and cozy flesh bodies like we all have. 
If you have co-workers and friends that appear to be in a constant state of chilliness, I think it's pretty safe to assume that they are a reptilian overlord. Who is trying should to treat them as such. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> who is trying to overtake your life. Um, and maybe you should get them some sort of heat lamp for their um, upcoming birthday because no oh. one should suffer like that, even if they're trying to enslave the whole human race. They're really cold. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be mean to them. Because if you're mean to them, then they'll probably kill you. They'll remember that after the world is taken over by these reptilian overlords. Mm -hmm. Be like that one time Florence, my cubicle buddy, gave me a heat lamp to stay warm. That was awesome. Okay, number two. Do they have dry skin? Or should I say scales? Sure, these reptilian overlords may look like the masters of disguise and appear to be perfectly human, but at the end of the day, their serpent qualities will still shine through the facade. If you know someone who has notably scaly skin, um, their disguise is probably fading, and soon they will be revealed to be a true lizard person. Interesting. So another way to identify these reptilian overlords is if they only play as an Argonian when they create a character in Skyrim. Humans <laughs> mm -hmm. and their lizard overlords, yes, have been interbreeding for centuries and have created hybrid beings. Perhaps the reason they chose Argonian is because that's a reflection of what they really are inside. They feel they can truly be who they are in the land of Skyrim. This opens up an interesting and new question. Can reptilian overlords breathe underwater like the Argonians of Skyrim? Because that's their one perk. Like, that's what they do best is breathing underwater. So another way to check to see if they are reptilian overlords is to hold their head underwater. Similar to what we did to witches mm -hmm. in a few hundred years ago. This isn't a metaphor at all. <laughs> so just hold their head underwater. If they breathe, they're reptilian overlord. And if they, they don't breathe... You and they tragically die. You've lost a good friend. And you have to find some place to hide a body. <laughs> yeah. But also you have peace of mind. That's true. Which I think is the most important thing out of all. <laughs> okay, and last but not least, um, does their diet only consist of insects? This one's pretty straightforward. If their favorite candy is chocolate-covered crickets, you might have a reptilian overlord on your hands. Or if they have an ant farm whose number numbers slowly dwindle day to day, mm -hmm. you probably have a reptilian overlord yes. as a roommate. Yeah. So are you now worried that you might be part reptilian? Don't be. Rejoice. Claim your birthright. Run for office and claim your space among the elite. If you can make this world a better place, I don't even care if you're a reptilian. But if you want to learn more about Reptilian Elite, I would highly recommend checking out good old Dave's website. It is truly, truly it's just a treat to behold. It's truly disturbing. So I recommend that you just don't check it out. Just bury that deep down. Forget you heard this. Anyway. All right. My dearest Florence and even dearer listeners. You know there is nothing I like more than to gaze up at the night sky in existential terror, pondering the vast universe, my small place in it, and how it will continue to go on forever and ever, long after I die. This causes me to be overwhelmed with insignificance, so to pull myself out of it, I think about my place in the universe, and specifically, the way the universe affects me. The stars in the alignment of the planets may not care or even know the ways they change my life, but nonetheless, they do. I'm here to share with you all the ways that the cosmos impact your life on a daily basis. First, let's talk about one of the most well-known cosmic occurrences, 
Mer Mercury in retrograde. <laughs> that made me mess up at work the other day. <laughs> definitely yeah, not my that, own lack of knowledge. definitely Mercury, yeah. <laughs> I know a pretty rad song by that title, but I'm not quite sure what retrograde means. I mostly know this messes with everything, like Florence's work performance. And <laughs> if you've ever worked in retail, food service, a hospital, or ever had to deal with people, you know this is legit. Like, this does some wacky stuff to human beings. Mm -hmm. So this happens about three to four times a year. Um, it's when Mercury appears to be traveling backward in the night sky doing, due to Mercury moving more slowly than Earth. So that's what the retrograde is. So is that kind of like when a semi passes you and you feel like you're moving backwards, but it's just because yes. the semi is going fa like faster than you? That's exactly what it Similar is. Similar experience? It, okay. That's a semi in retrograde. <laughs> Messes with my ability to focus on the road. <laughs> yeah, it's very tough. Okay, Mercury governs communication, travel, and learning. Mm -hmm. You know, common knowledge. Your <laughs> mental faculties are also on the fritz during this time, so don't expect you or anyone else to know what the hell is going on. You know, actually, this explains a lot about human beings as a whole. We're very affected by our planet. Yes. Um, so it, this actually lasts for three weeks each time. So they're about 9 to 12 weeks that everything just basically sucks. <laughs> so that's a good fraction of the year, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's a, quite a bit of, you know, of time. So to protect yourself during this time, don't make any deals during these 9 to 12 weeks. So okay. it really requires a lot of planning. Like, okay, by deals, what do you mean? Like, is that, like, going, like, even just, like, you and me, like, making dinner plans or something like Possibly, that? Possibly, yeah. Okay. Don't make any deals where, mm -hmm. um... If you're, like, trading Pokemon cards or something, mm -hmm. don't make any deals during that time because mm -hmm. you will regret it, and you won't be thinking clearly, and you're going to give away your favorite okay. Pokemon. I don't want to do that. Charizard needs to be close to my heart at all times. Exactly. Yes. Um, don't buy any new technology. It, hmm. It's very likely that it'll just end up just not working. Breaking. Like, overall, mm -hmm. it'll be a lemon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like you buy an iPhone and then Mercury gets out of retrograde and you just realize it's a physical lemon. <laughs> that is how clouded your brain is during retrograde. Um, don't make any important decisions. Mm, that's a good one. I try to not make important decisions year round. So right, I know it's like hard too because it's three weeks at a time. So for three weeks, you can't make any important decisions. So. I cannot stress enough how important it is to plan around Mercury in mm -hmm. retrograde. Um, take care of your current technology, so your laptop, your phone, even your car, because these mm -hmm. things could all end up breaking on you during this time. What about my time traveling spaceship? Like, because it travels through time, does it affect, get affected by Mercury? Oh, then it's twice as effective. Okay, twice as effective. Yeah. Because no. yeah, you, ha you have to really be careful. Don't leave during a retrograde, mm -hmm. and make sure you don't land during a retrograde. Okay, so keep that guy parked in the garage exactly. for a little longer. Yes. Um, also, this is really, really important. Try not to be born during this time, because it can make your whole life difficult, mm -hmm. and that's, that's all I have to say about that. So in your next incarnation, make sure you are not born during... Uh, Mercury in retrograde. To all the fetuses listening out there. <laughs> yes, hold <laughs> <Take> off. <note. laughs> um, you know, honestly, be more aware and focused. Things that you should really be doing all the time. Don't just go through your life in a blissful, unaware state. Pay attention to Mercury. Pay attention. You are too incapable to make decisions at this time, so just stop everything for literally one-fourth of the year. Mm -hmm. um, if all else fails... 
and your life devolves into a dumpster fire, blame it on Mercury and deflect any fault of your own. Your own. You are not in control during this time. At all. <laughs> Our sweet, sweet mistress, Mercury, is Mercury. in control. <laughs> yes. So, keep, keep a close watch on Mercury. How excited do you think Mercury was when technology like phones and such was invented? Yeah, you think it'd be pretty excited because it like governs communication and technology. So what did it have to do before humans invented like technology? Like I know technology is like a term for like any new invention. So like when the wheelbarrow was invented, did it mess with wheelbarrows? Like how did that work? I just, just really ruined all your wheelbarrow adventures. Like I think it just I think it must have been really, really happy when, like, the cell phone was invented mm -hmm. and we started to really rely on electricity. Like, LOL, I used to pop the tire of your wheelbarrow, but now I'm just going to delete all your contacts. Hashtag Mercury, hashtag Winnie. And it's just so much more fun, I think, for Mercury. So there are also, well, this is only one of the planetary things that affects your life, and that's one of the more mainstream, well-known ones, kind of like the full moon. Mm -hmm. And how that just also ruins everything. <laughs> but there are so many lesser-known planetary and space-like phenomenon that influence your daily lives. So, as to not overwhelm you, I'm only going to tell you two today, and then in the future, once you've adjusted and basically changed your lifestyle to watch out for these things, I'll hit you with some more. Okay, so, first of all, you have to be really careful when the moon is in its fourth trimester. Mm -hmm. This happens directly after the winter solstice. Okay. So that's coming up. Um, everyone knows that the moon controls the tides, but did you know it also controls the types of jokes that circus clowns make? What? Yeah, crazy, right? Like, oh gosh, I'm excited to hear the science behind this. Yeah, so you know when you go to a show and you say, wow, these jokes are awful raunchy, but I'm into it and I'm enjoying it very much. Well, now you know who to thank. And that's the moon. Mm. Yeah. My recommendation for you is to book your tickets for clown performances directly after the winter solstice. Just make sure you don't go to any circus acts where they abuse animals. You can't even morally enjoy yourself. The trimester of the moon will not make that any better. Just an FYI. Yeah. So basically it's just um, how the proximity of the moon <clears throat> to earth and then the angle of which the light from the sun reflects off the moon and hits earth, and clowns really are sensitive to that. Mm -hmm. Now, is it heightened because of the wigs they wear and also the extension on their nose from the, um, the red nose that they wear? Yes. Yeah. So that triangulates the light from the uh, moon's reflection, mm -hmm. and it bounces it off the hair and the nose, and it just it goes back and forth, mm -hmm. and then that really... The activates the funny centers in the brain. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Yeah, it give, makes them give their best performances. Tickles them right to life. <laughs> yes, okay. And the other one you need to watch out for is when the sun goes supernova. Uh, not many people know that the sun goes supernova every three years. What? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, no one I'm, talks about it. I've been alive for, like, several generations, and I've never noticed the sun supernova any before. Right, well, that's because it only lasts two to four days. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, it has a bigger impact on your life here on Earth than you would think, um, because it's, it's so hard to see and so hard to notice, but it does have an effect. Um, so, when this happens, you will find yourself full of unsuppressible rage and craving corn on the cob. Ah. 
Yeah, so actually 53% of all murders in the world happen when the sun goes supernova. Well, that, given what it's I just learned about number. this, yeah, that, but that seems like less than what I thought it would be. Yeah, it's, um, well, people are just, there's some people that are full of unsuppressible rage all the time, mm -hmm. so this doesn't even make a difference, and people are just kind of sucky, so yeah. that's why there's so many murders. Um, also, corn sales increased by 7 to 8%, which okay. is great for the farmers. Uh, thankfully, it usually happens when sweet corn is ready to be picked, so it, it aligns pretty well. Um, most people can distract themselves from the rage by indulging in the sweet corn and not murdering anyone. So my recommendation for you is to isolate yourself in a bunker during this time with a normal week supply of sweet corn. So, or um, usually, you know, how much you would usually eat during mm -hmm. the week, even though this is only going to last two to four days. Yeah. Because you will eat at least a full week supply within these two to four that days. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. The, it's an insane craving. Um, at the very least, you should really avoid being around people you have previously fantasized about murdering. And even avoid family and friends, because they can get downright irritating, and you don't want any accidents, or to be murdered yourself. That's really good advice. Yeah. Be very, very careful when the sun goes supernova. I thought I had that bunker made for no reason, but here we are. No, here it is, yes. Um, so, we will address more of these occurrences and tell you what to be on the lookout for and how to protect yourself in future episodes, but right now, we have a concerned listener that we need to assist. So we received this letter in a burrito that um, Diane ordered from Chipotle. She got home, unwrapped the delicious cheese-soaked aluminum foil wrapping, bit into it, and found this letter. It read, Dear Florence and Diane, I have the opposite of a grand thumb, but with animals. What I mean to say is that I'm really bad with animals. They begin to shriek in terror whenever I'm within 10 feet of them and will literally, literally, chew holes through walls to get away from me. I started dating someone recently and they own a snaplop. It has six legs and is incredibly cuddly. I want to befriend it, but like other animals I've approached, it shrieks in fear whenever I enter the room. I don't want this to end my newly formed relationship, so I really need to earn this little snaplop's trust. What should I do? Sincerely, Rejected and Rapina. <sighs> rejected, that sounds like a lot of the interactions I have with kittens. Since we don't have snaplops here on Earth, I'm going to assume this creature is similar to a cat and will advise you as such. We reached out to WikiHow to help us help you. Alright, so first of all, you're going to want to master simple interactions. This will help build rapport with your snaplop. Only attempt to engage with the snaplop for short periods of time, about 20 to 30 minutes. During this time, you want to act professionally and respectfully. Don't stare at the snotblop. Prolonged eye contact will make both you and the snotblop uncomfortable. At first, you may need to practice being in the same room at the same time until the snotblop eventually stops shrieking. Mm -hmm. Then, you can speak kindly to the snotblop because it'll be able to hear you. It won't. You won't have to talk over the shrieking. <laughs> Ask it how it's feeling today. Talk about the weather. Ask it its thoughts on the current economic climate. Show the snaplop that you respect its opinions and that you are interested in more than just its soft, adorable fur. When the snaplop finally allows physical contact, start with a firm handshake. This is when it's okay to make eye contact. Make sure it is a firm handshake. Perhaps practice on your significant other first. Yeah, good way to get started with these little buggers. 
Um, so the next major step um, is interacting with the kitten or Snaplop, if you live in your dimension, in a way that requires having their trust. A few examples are picking them up, letting them eat food out of your hand, or introducing the little bugger to new people. I'm assuming that Snaplops, much like the fluffy and beloved kittens we have here on um, planet Earth, are incredibly territorial and can be hostile when it comes to their food. Start by lying down prone, belly down, in front of the snap lap. Whisper over and over, I am not your enemy, until they come over and gently sniff your hair. Remember, it is crucial to avoid eye contact during these times, since they can appear hostile, as we mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Then just start praying to whatever entity you consider to be most powerful until the creature moves away. If it hasn't consumed you or attacked you in any way, you probably have its trust and can move on to snuggling the creature. This works with other people, too, not just creatures like kittens and snoplops. But friends and next-door neighbors. Yeah, exactly, especially next-door neighbors. If they're new to your neighborhood, I highly recommend these steps. Just lie prone in front of them. Yes. <laughs> um, lastly, you're going to want to make sure you can provide for whatever creature you're interacting with. Um, kitten need, kittens need litter boxes. And I'm sure snaplops need some sort of tank or underground bunker to nest in. Um, the key to gaining their trust with these little buddies is letting them know that they can count on you. You'll want to provide them with regular gifts to earn their trust. Like an all-powerful deity, your snaplop likes to be treated with reverence. Feed them snacks. Burn sacrifices of catnip and basil on small altars underneath a full moon. Knit your snaplop a lactic. A matching sweater. This will surely help teach the pet that you are a friend, not a foe. And maybe if you're lucky, they will accept you into their pack. Um, provide plenty of room for the snaplop to roam in. I understand that it is your significant other's snaplop, um, but perhaps talk to him about giving the snaplop its own bedroom or letting it commandeer the basement or an attic space or even the crawl space in your wall because who doesn't want to hear that scuttling by in the middle of the night? You want to give your snaplop a cool place of its own, especially when you know you'll be having company over. This gives your snaplop a place to hang all of its favorite band posters and an escape when it just wants to be alone. As with any relationship you're trying to form, whether it be your kitten, your next door neighbor, or your snaplop, this takes time. Celebrate the small victories and remember that you are awesome no matter what happens with the snaplop. Even if your relationship crumbles. <laughs> yes. Always know your self-worth first. All right, Florence, can you pull this train into the motivation station? Choo-choo! Okay, so it's winter times, folks. That means if you live somewhere cold and chilly this time of year, then you've probably been hitting that comfort food pretty hard. And if you live someplace that is warm year-round, then I assume you only eat pineapple and frozen yogurt, and I am jealous of your lives. Anyway... For everyone who's hitting the meatloaf a little bit too hard around this time of year, how do you stay on track with your diet and exercise routine? This is a great question. So I'm a frugal person, so what I do to keep, on my, keep up on my exercise is to turn off all the heat in my apartment. Uh -huh. Yeah, my uh, only source of heat is my own movement. I must continue to move and do cardio exercises lest I freeze solid like a human flesh iceberg. A fleshberg, if you will. My required protein intake is quite high, so I snort whey protein while eating raw eggs. It's the best way I know to make sure that my body is at peak performance and also how I save in my energy bills. Of course, 
I spend a lot on protein and eggs, but I like to think that it comes off my favor. I've never actually ran the numbers. Yeah. Well, I bet just from shivering alone that you probably have a pretty solid core oh, built up. Yes. Yep. Rock yeah. solid. That's why you can scale the walls so quickly. Yep, I, yep, I'm an expert planker. Okay, so personally, I find myself using fear to make sure that I continue to go to the gym. Every morning I pack up my gym bag so that I have no excuses to not go to the gym. Or, I'm sorry, yep, not go to the gym after work. Um, then I meticulously line every inch of my couch with set mouse traps and hire a personal trainer to stand in my living room. If I don't go to the gym, the personal trainer will refuse to remove any of the mouse traps until after I have exercised for at least a half an hour. Each exercise I complete um, equates to one mouse trap being removed. If I don't do the exercises, then I'm forced to watch Netflix in discomfort. Ugh. Yeah. It's a pretty expensive route to take, but um, it has definitely yielded results. Yeah, I have noticed that your arms are looking extra defined. That's just from all the mouse trap pinches, Diane. Wow. Uh, all right, boys and girls and non-gender conforming friends. A small friendly wizard just rang the doorbell, finally delivering Diane and I the pizza we ordered three centuries yes. ago. <laughs> Mac and cheese. <laughs> In an alternate universe. This pepperoni. <laughs> mac and cheese and pepperoni. This alternate universe was very advanced with their um, mac and cheese related meals. Um, the pepperoni and noodles spelled out, stop now which we all know is a telltale sign that the show is coming to an end. Thank you all for taking the time out of your day to listen to what we had to say. If you like what you heard, subscribe to Paper News Out Loud for more great episodes. If you liked what you heard a lot, leave us a review on iTunes saying what you liked. Don't forget to include a picture of your favorite pillow. We will be making you all embroidered pillowcases. If you're in love with what you heard, search the skies for meaning and then get lost in their beauty and send a postcard to us from a distant star cluster. And name a star after me. We will be giving shoutouts to people who review the show on later episodes. Please rate and subscribe on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. I want to thank Jelly Filled Donuts and also I'm Hungry. I also want to thank Jake Harrison for allowing us to use his track titled Five off his album Found on SoundCloud. Thanks, Jake. You can find his music through the link or by searching at this. Um, dear listeners, we like art and we like looking at art, but neither of us are very good at creating art. Um, so we're looking to showcase some community art um, in a new rotating segment, creatively named Community Art, by the minds that brought you this podcast. You can submit short poems or visual art to us through email at alternaterealityproductions at gmail.com. Or you can email us just to say hi or let us know um, what you like about this show, if anything. Also, if you like to tweet, like little birdies, tweet us at realityoutloud. Share with your friends. We hope you learned a thing and made a laugh.